gentlemen, recording from Los Angeles, California. Welcome to another edition of the one and only podcast known to the world as Sean's Sports Stop, where Sean Tiplitsky gives his unique opinion on the biggest news stories in sports. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of my podcast. As you just heard, uh, you have legendary UFC ring announcer Bruce Buffer let you know. Uh, he told you that I'm going to be covering the biggest news in sports and giving my unique opinion. And yes, he is right on that. Otherwise, I wouldn't include that recording. But what he did not tell you is that I'm going to also cover the news results and future matchups of the LA sports teams. Um, every episode of my podcast, or uh, I want to say there's lots to cover. This is going to be another loaded episode. We're only a, we're less than a day now from the NBA trade deadline. It, trade deadline is 9.50 p.m. Pacific time on uh, Wednesday, February 6, 2019. And the trade deadline is tomorrow on Thursday at 12 p.m. where I am uh, in the Pacific time zone. So really just, you know, tomorrow morning and that's about it. So today's episode I'm going to be talking about, it's mostly NBA filled because of all the trades and things like that. But that includes the Boston Celtics being confident that they will um, keep Kyrie Irving the Los Angeles Clippers trading Tobias Harris to the Philadelphia 76ers. Ole Miss landing a five-star running back. The New York Knicks uh, being valued as the num- as the most valued as the as the most valuable NBA team. The New Orleans Pelicans uh, likely waiting until after the trade deadline for Anthony Davis to play. The Memphis Grizzlies wanting multiple first-round draft picks in a trade for Mike Conley. The NFL investigating domestic abuse allegations against Antonio Brown. The Milwaukee Bucks trading Thon makers to the Detroit Pistons for Stanley Johnson. Wayne Ellington and Tyler Johnson getting traded to the Phoenix Suns uh, in exchange for Ryan Anderson, who will be shipped off to the Miami Heat. Uh, no Celtics, play- no Boston Celtics players being off limits in summer trade talks for Anthony Davis. That includes Jason Tatum. Uh, teams asking the Philadelphia 76ers about Markel Fultz again. FC Barcelona and Real Madrid playing each other in the El Clasico. The New York Knicks... Um, Possibly buying out Ennis Cantor. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that Mark Gasol will likely, was more likely to be traded than Mike Conley. Uh, Mike Con- the Utah Jazz preferring Mike Conley over Kyle Lowry. Iman Shumpert being av- involved in a three-team trade. Uh, the Washington Wizards trading Otto Porter Jr. to the Chicago Bulls. The New Orleans Pelicans possibly sabotaging the Los Angeles Lakers in trade talks. I'll get into that. Uh, the lost trade talks between the Lakers and Pelicans possibly being dead. Um, a staff member on the Pelicans saying that the trade talks between the Pelicans and Lakers are, quote, effed up. Anthony Davis reportedly liking the New York Knicks as a potential long-term destination as much as the Los Angeles Lakers. The Sacramento Kings trading Zach Randolph, Justin Jackson, uh, to the Dallas Mavericks for Harrison Barnes. Uh, the the um, Washington Wizards trading Markeith Morris to the New Orleans Pelicans for Wesley Johnson. And the Washington Wizards wanting to keep Bradley Beal post-trade deadline. So as you can hear, I should say, lots to talk about on this episode. 24 stories. There were over 30 yesterday. And I'm sure there will be um, you know, more tomorrow uh, post-trade deadline. Will AD be on the Lakers along with all the other rumors going around right now? Um, you know, lots of drama. And But before I get into that, every episode of my podcast is available on every podcast platform that includes iTunes and Spotify, hosted by Anchor. Um, 
If you enjoy the podcast, feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. It really does go along with it. helps me out a lot. Feel free to leave any feedback. Um, you know, positive, negative, it all helps, especially negative, to be honest. And yeah, visit my website at seansportstop.com for access to all episodes, every single episode, all the way um, down to the first episode that I made when the po- the name of the podcast was Sean Sports Show. Um, all the way back in March of last year, that was the first episode I did. So it's been 11 months, almost a year now since I started the podcast. Uh, also on my website, you press on the interviews with athletes page and you see all the famous athletes that I've inter- interviewed with a direct link to listen under each uh, description. And you press on the my blog page to read all the, all the articles that I've written. I've only written two so far, but I published one uh, today, actually. It's uh, why the Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Dodgers both need to make a big move now. So check that out. I go into detail. There's lots of information. I put my heart and soul into that. So check that out if you're into LA sports or if you're into sports in general. And the last thing I want to say is I want to thank Crimson IT for sponsoring this video Crimson I- or this podcast. Crimson IT is a Los Angeles-based managed IT services company that specializes in ultra-reliable and highly secure IT services for the small and medium-sized companies. If you would like to see if any of your company email pass- passwords have been stolen on the internet, reach out to them. And for listeners of my podcast, they will run a free scan on the dark web. For any information related to your company that has been lead stolen or sold, Crimson IT can be reached at 310-838-3700 by phone or crimsonit.com. You know, for their website, you can contact them through that too. So without further ado, let's get down to it. The first story, as I told you already, has to do with the NBA. So the Boston Celtics remain, quote, cautiously optimistic about keeping Kyrie Irving past this season, though, quote, the events of the past week, Irving's comments, New York opening up a second maximum salary slot, have shaken them, according to Zach Lowe of ESPN.com. Lowe added that, quote, Boston is always confident. That is Danny Ainge's default mindset. The league at large is much less confident, but it is hard to say who knows what and with what level of reliability. Irving's future with Boston seemed secure in October when he publicly said he planned to resign with the Celtics after this season. But Irving, either tired of being asked about free agency constantly or having changed his tune, told reporters last week to, quote, ask me July 1st about his free agency per A. Sherrod Blakely of NBC Sports. He added, quote, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's best for my career. I spent the last eight years trying to do what everyone else wanted me to do. Managers, other personnel, and I don't know, and I don't owe anybody shit. I still have confidence in Boston and what they can promise for the future and what we have in terms of pieces. That's what's, that's what excited me at the beginning of the season. Those comments raised eyebrows in Boston, as have Irving's words throughout the season. He critiqued the team's young players and later told reporters that he called LeBron James and apologized for how he acted with the pair when they were teammates in Cleveland. But perhaps more concerning to the Celtics was that the Knicks cleared a second max salary slot in the Kristaps Porzingis trade, leaving open the possibility that Irving can add can uh, and another star player, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler maybe, could both go to the Knicks this offseason. Plus, the Knicks may be one team that could top Boston's best offer for Anthony Davis, if the Knicks with the 2019 draft lottery and thus win the Zion Williamson sweepstakes, that pick would become arguably even more valuable than any asset Boston could dangle, probably even Jason Tatum, since they would, you know, can select Zion with that pick. Add in potential pieces such as Kevin Knox and or Dennis Smith Jr. and the Knicks could become the frontrunner to Land Davis, who has made it clear he doesn't want to end up in Boston. And the Knicks are one of the teams that he made it clear he would consider signing long term with. And I'll get into that. There's an update on the Knicks and Anthony Davis uh, later on in this episode. But first, we have more um, on the NBA trade deadline. So the Philadelphia 76ers acquired Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott early Wednesday morning for Landry Shamet, Wilson Chandler, 
Mike Muscala's Philadelphia's protected 2020 first-round pick, the Miami Heat's unprotected 2021 first-round pick, and the Detroit Pistons' 2021 and 2023 second-round picks, the Clippers announced in a blockbuster trade. Woj of ESPN first reported the move, if you missed it, on the previous episode, number 228. I said that from now on, every story reported on by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, I will just simply refer to as Woj. The 2020 first rounder uh, is lottery protected for three seasons and will become two second rounders 2023 and 2024 if it doesn't convey per Ramona Shelburne of ESPN. Wojnarowski added the 76ers are, quote, budgeting to re-sign and keep a new big four of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and Harris this summer. Harris was dealt to the 76ers shortly after he hit a game-winning shot in the Clippers' 20-point comeback against the Charlotte Hornets. Jake Fisher of Sports Illustrated reported the trade came together in a matter of hours as the two sides only started discussing Harris on Tuesday. Short-term, the starting five of Embiid, Simmons, Butler, Harris, and J.J. Redick makes the Sixers title contenders. Long-term, they are banking on re-signing Butler and Harris this offseason. They'll have to you know, sign both of them to be contenders long-term. Uh, but this is a great move for both teams involved. I mean, the Clippers, much like the Knicks, also free up cast space for this summer. So they're going to be trying to land someone like Kevin Durant and or Kawhi Leonard. And for the 76ers, this is a win-now trade. They trade away some young guys and some veterans like Wilson Chandler, but they do get Tobias Harris, who is an all-star caliber player, to pair with an already stacked team that includes Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and J.J. Redick. Three out of those four players that I just named are all-stars. So I think this is a great trade for everyone involved. Um, So now switching gears to football. And this also, this is a good trade for the Lakers because the Clippers uh, trade away their best player to a contending team in the East. So by doing that, the Clippers basically announced to, to the rest of the NBA teams that they don't necessarily care that much about this season um, and how it ends but and whether or not they make the playoffs, but more so uh, about this summer and who they m- might be able to sign with now be freeing up space. And the Clippers are ahead of the Lakers in the standings, holding on to a playoff spot. So this is a good move for the Lakers, less competition uh, on making the playoffs. So now switching gears to uh, college football. Ole Miss has itself a new running back, at least for now. Jerion Ely, a five-star running back from Jackson Prep in Flowood, Mississippi, committed to the Rebels Wednesday over Alabama, Clemson, and Mississippi State, according to Tom Van Heron of ESPN. This represents a huge recruiting win on National Signing Day, with multiple Ole Miss rivals also missing out on a key prospect. Ely was one of the top remaining recruits left from the class of 2019. He ranks as the number 29 overall player, the number three running back, and the number three player for Mississippi, according to 247sports.com. The interesting question uh, for me, though, is whether his future is in football or baseball. Uh, Ely is MLB.com's number 18 overall prospect for the 2019 draft, with this side breaking down his skills on the diamond, which says, quote, Unlike many players whose attention is divided between multiple sports, Ely isn't extremely now on the diamond. Isn't extremely raw on the diamond. He needs to smooth out his right-handed swing, but also shows promising feel for putting the bat on the ball. He has a quick bat and packs plenty of strength in his compact frame, giving him at least 20 homer upside if he puts it all together at the plate. Ely has maintained that he could uh, choose football entirely if he does ultimately ultimately sign with an MLB team to pursue baseball exclusively, a risk Ole Miss was willing to take. Quote, I plan on signing in February on signing day, so whatever school I choose and sign with has a chance of losing a scholarship for that year, Ely said in, in January per Tom Van Heron of ESPN. If I sign but then go play baseball, they could lose out on the scholarship. Ely's upside in football is high enough for Ole Miss to live with that potential outcome. The Rebels, after all, aren't exactly hurting at running back. Scotty Phillips, who had 928 yards, 12 touchdown returns, and 12 touchdowns, he returns, while Ole Miss already added a three-star running back in Jared Conner. Ole Miss currently has the 25th ranked class in 247sports.com's composite rankings, though Ely's addition will bolster that significantly. So 
we'll have to see what happens with that. But this is a great addition for Ole Miss. And I'm surprised that he chose them over teams like Alabama and Clemson. So now switching gears to more NBA, an update on Anthony Davis. There's going to be, there's plenty of Anthony Davis stories on this episode. Trust me on that. Anthony Davis is healthy enough to play and went, uh, is healthy enough to play and wins his game against the Chicago Bulls. But New Orleans Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry said the center won't play until after Thursday's trade deadline per Dan Wolk, Dan Wolk of the Los Angeles Times. He has been out since mid-January with a finger sprain and has previous and has been previously listed as questionable for Wednesday. Davis has been on the trade block for more than a week after the player notified the Pelicans he won't sign a long-term extension with them. The Los Angeles Lakers have been, as, have been seen as the most likely destination for the six-time All-Star, although Broderick Turner of the Los Angeles Times reported the team dropped out of negotiations on Tuesday. Uh, so that's the latest update. AD will now play until after the trade deadline. And that's smart. I mean, who knows? I, I covered on the podcast episode yesterday. John Wall ruptured his Achilles while he was at home. Um, you know, we're not even talking about playing basketball of any kind, let alone NBA basketball. So the Pelicans are smart in not wanting Anthony Davis to be traded if they, um, you know, want to trade him to make, say the Lakers or a different team before Thursday's deadline, tomorrow's deadline. Or, and this makes sense, this makes even more sense if the Pelicans are waiting for the summer to see what the New York Knicks and Boston Celtics have to offer. So, you know, if he gets traded and tears his ACL, God forbid, then all of a sudden there's no trade of any kind. So now transitioning to more NBA. Um, so let's see what we got. So the New York Knicks, they have not been very good, but they are very valuable uh, to the NBA and in general. So the New York Knicks have been terrible on the court, but it apparently hasn't affected the bottom line. According to Darren Ravel of ESPN, the Knicks lead the NBA with a $4 billion valuation. So Forbes, Darren Ravel tweeted, quote, just in Forbes NBA franchise values, number one Knicks at $4 billion. The Lakers follow close at $3.7 billion. Then the Warriors are third at $3.5 billion. The Bulls are at $2.9 billion. Celtics are at $2.8. Nets are at $2.3. Rockets are at $2.2. Clippers are at $2.15. Mavs are at $1.9. And the Heat are at $1.7. Uh, New York Knicks owner James Dolan recently said there were, quote, feelers for offers on the team worth about $5 billion per ESPN. The Knicks has the worst record in the league at 10 and 43, and they have not had a winning record since 2012-13. So eight years, I mean, six years ago now. And, um, you know, that's that's that. Pretty unfortunate how bad the Knicks have been playing, but they are, you know, they're the Knicks. They're going to always be valuable. They're New York City, so it's, it's expected, to be honest. Now transitioning to more NBA. The Memphis Grizzlies are looking for more than one first-rounder in any trades for star point guard Mike Conley according to Mark Stein of the New York Times. He tweeted, quote, Memphis is said to be seeking multiple first-round picks in exchange for Conley, dot, 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 and we have seen two deals in the last week, Porzingis and Tobias, that had teams, Dallas and Philly, willing to go to those lengths. Alongside the suitors Stein mentioned, the Toronto Raptors were also rumored to be in talks with Memphis per Jake Fisher of SI.com. So Jake Fisher tweeted, quote, while Memphis has most seriously... Um, Continued dialogue with Utah and Detroit on Mike Conley trade packages. The Raptors called Memphis offering Kyle Lowry and Jonas Valanciunas for Conley and Marcus All per league sources. Lowry is aware of Toronto's general trade discussions. That that deal feels less realistic, however, with Memphis likely seeking to tank this season in an effort to keep their first round pick, build around Jaron Jackson Jr. and acquire multiple picks. The Grizzlies pick will go to the Boston Celtics if it isn't in the top eight of the draft. And bringing back Lowry and Valanciunas may not be quite the tanking move that Memphis would want. I mean, that's not a tanking move at all. And um, 
Michael Grange tweeted, quote, the version of the Lowry slash JV for Conley slash Gasol talks I'm hearing is they were initiated by Memphis as they try to assess market for their players during their teardown did not progress very far. Um, so it doesn't seem like a trade between Toronto and Memphis is likely, but Memphis wants multiple first round picks in any trade for Conley. Uh, so now switching gears to the NFL, Antonio Brown just cannot stay out of the headlines for right or wrong. So, let's see. Pittsburgh Steelers receiver Antonio Brown was accused of pushing a woman to the ground in January, according to a police report obtained by Andy Slater of 640 The Hurricane. Uh, so Slater tweeted, quote, Slater scoop, here's the Antonio Brown incident report. Brown allegedly pushed female with two hands, causing her to fall to the ground. The woman said she hurt her wrist and suffered a scrape from the push. NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy told Pro Football Talk via email that the NFL will, re- will review the matter. No arrests were made following the altercation. Brown's lawyer, Darren Heitner, offered a statement Wednesday morning saying that his client, quote, did absolutely nothing wrong per ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Heitner also released a statement Tuesday after the allegations were first publicized, saying, quote, the allegations are baseless and false. He said per Fowler, it's unfortunate that the media is trying to use distractions like this and prior stories in an effort to tarnish my client's name and reputation. We have no further comment. According to TMZ Sports, the woman in question has a child with Brown and did not want to press charges after initially going to the police. She apparently, quote, wished to cancel her report, and the police report says she refused to fill out a victim affidavit. The Hollywood Police Department from Florida had no comment on the situation besides noting that no arrests were made per Fowler. This might not matter with the NFL looking into this, into the, into the dispute. Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott was suspended for six games without an arrest because the league determined that he violated the league's personal conduct policy. The NFL hasn't yet made a decision on former Kansas City Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt, but he could face an even longer suspension after a video was released of him shoving and kicking a woman. Brown is a seven-time Pro Bowler for the Steelers, but he was already seemingly on his way out of town after a reported dispute with quarterback Ben Roethlisberger that led him to miss the team's Week 17 game, per Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He will likely be part of trade talks this offseason, according to Ian Rapport of NFL Network. So that's that. Pretty unfortunate, but... You know, it is what it is, and I hope that he didn't do these things that he's being accused of. And um, no further comment from me on this matter. Uh, so switching gears to more NBA, the Bucks and Pistons have made a trade. The Pistons have been pretty active. So the Milwaukee Bucks are reportedly trading pro- promising young center Thon Maker to the Detroit Pistons in exchange, in exchange for Stanley Johnson per Adrian per Woj of ESPN. Johnson has been an up-and-down player since Detroit took him with the number 8 overall pick in 2015. He's averaging 7.5 points and 3.6 rebounds per year, per game excuse me, in 48 appearances this year. The guard is also an above-average perimeter defender, ranking third on the Pistons with 1.4 defensive win shares per basketball reference. The 22-year-old could provide backward depth to a Bucks team with high expectations. Milwaukee was, will also get rid of a player who wasn't happy with the situation, Maker and his agent Mike George reportedly put in a trade request at the end of January per Woj, and he was part of, quote, several trade scenarios leading up to the deadline also per Woj. The 21-year-old has shown flashes of solid play, averaging 4.7 points and 2.7 rebounds per game this season. He started 12 of 74 games in 2017-18, averaging 4.8 points, 3 rebounds, and 0.7 blocks per game in limited playing time. The 7-foot-1 center showed he can be a quality rim protector and knock down shots from the perimeter when open. Despite his upside, Maker fell out of the Bucks rotation in the season while losing on playing time to veterans Brooke Lopez and Ersan Ilyasova. I mean, he's just young, and I think this is a smart, both good move for the Bucks and the Pistons, and a good move for the Thon Maker and Stanley Johnson. It's a good move for everyone involved, in my opinion.
Now, speaking of moves, we have more moves to cover. So, uh, these guys are on the move. The Phoenix Suns announced they have acquired Miami Heat guards Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington in exchange for forward Ryan Anderson on Wednesday. Shem's journey of The Athletic reported Ellington is likely to be waived. Anderson, who's 30 years old, is averaging a career low at 3.7 points per game and has not played since early December. However, the stretch four has averaged 12.5 points per game in his career. Johnson could hit free agency this offseason, but as Zach Lowe of ESPN noted, it's assumed he'll pick up his player option for $19.3 million. The guard is making more than $19 million this season and has a 15% trade bonus worth $1 million, according to Bobby Marks of ESPN. Originally undrafted in 2014, Johnson has spent his entire five-year career with the Heat. He got a big boost in salary in 2016 when the Brooklyn Nets signed the restricted free agent to an offer sheet of $50 million over four years, when the Heat, which the Heat ended up matching. Uh, so that's the trade. Uh, the Suns get Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington, and the Heat get Ryan Anderson. Speaking of trades, will the 76ers um, trade Markel Fultz? That is certainly possible, and many people believe that Fultz uh, has played his last game for the Sixers. So Philadelphia 76ers guard Markel Fultz hasn't played since November, but teams around the NBA remain interested in him heading into Thursday's trade deadline. On Wednesday, Woj of ESPN reported the Atlanta Hawks and Orlando Magic have asked about the 2017 number one overall pick via Kyle Newbeck of Philly Voice. Quote, there's a real possibility he's played his last game with the Sixers, Woj said. The 20-year-old has been out with a shoulder injury and has played only 33 games in his career. He is also yet to be cleared for basketball activity per Derek Bodner of The Athletic. Fultz doesn't do much to help Philadelphia, which is clearly in win-now mode after acquiring Tobias Harris and, and others in a six-player trade Wednesday, and I covered that earlier in this episode. Um, meanwhile, head coach Brett Brown hasn't confirmed that Fultz would be part of the postseason rotation, even if he does return per Newbeck. The 76ers could benefit more from bringing in players who would bolster their rotations and would help them out now. And you can't blame them. I mean, we'll see what we'll see what they do. Now transitioning to more NBA, uh, has Ennis Cantor played his last game as a member of the as a, as a member of the New York Knicks? The New York Knicks will likely begin negotiations to buy Ennis Count Ennis Cantor out of his contract should they fail to move him before Thursday's trade deadline, according to Woj. The veteran center, who is earning eighteen point six million dollars this year, will be an unrestricted free agent in the offseason. On January second, Newsday Steve Popper reported Cantor has sp- had spoken with next general manager Steve Mills to, quote, express his frustration with the team's struggles and his diminished role. <clears throat> Cantor clarified to Popper that he did not ask for a trade, though. Um, the eighth-year big man appeared to be changing his tune later in the month. <coughs> Excuse me. He said, quote, I want to play basketball. Uh, he told reporters after he didn't play in the Knicks 114-110 loss to the Houston Rockets on January 23rd. We're all competitors. I want to play basketball. So just if you're going to play me here, play. If you're going to play me here, play me. If not, then just get me out of here. On Sunday, Cantor referenced the looming trade deadline, which could potentially resolve his future, saying, "Quote: I have four days left." Per the New York Post, Jonathan Lemon, I'm just going to wait four more days to see what happens, and then if something happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, I'll just go sit down with the front office, see what's going on, see what they plan to do with me. He added, he'll let his agent handle buyout negotiations if the Knicks don't move him by the deadline. So that's the latest on Ennis Cantor, and it looks like a breakup with the Knicks is likely. Now we have more moves to cover and more on the Memphis Grizzlies and what they're planning to do. So the 22-33 and 33 Memphis Grizzlies aren't going to make the playoffs and are exploring the possibility of accelerating the rebuild by moving one or both of their franchise pillars. According to Woj of ESPN, it is, quote, more likely the Western Conference teams trade the Western Conference team trades big man Marc Gasol than point guard Mike Conley prior to Thursday's deadline. 
Shem's journey of the athletic Donald Gasol did not travel with the team for Thursday's game at the Oklahoma City Thunder, given the trade talks surrounding him between Gri the Grizzlies and Charlotte Hornets. Gasol also missed Tuesday's win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. This comes after Chernier reported on Tuesday there were, quote, strong talks between the Hornets and Grizzlies regarding Gasol. However, Sean Devini of Sporting News reported there was, quote, increasing skepticism on both sides that they could finalize a deal. While Gasol is 34 years old, he's still averaging 15.7 points, 8.6 rebounds, 4.7 assists, 1.2 blocks, and 1.1 steals a game. So he's still a very uh, efficient player in this league, definitely. Uh, so transitioning to more on the Grizzlies and what... Uh, what the future might hold for Mike Conley. The Utah Jazz are, quote, focused on Memphis Grizzlies point guard Mike Conley ahead of Thursday's trade deadline, according to the Athletics' Tony Jones. Jones noted there is, quote, no traction in Utah on a potential trade for Toronto Raptors point guard Kyle Lowry. Conley has spent his entire 12-year career in Memphis since he was selected fourth overall in 2007 by the Grizzlies. He's owed $67 million over the next two seasons, but his contract includes a $34.5 million early termination option, for the 2020-21 season. So that's a plus for a team that would acquire him. Now switching gears to even more NBA. It's NBA dominated, uh, you know, on this episode today. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely NBA dominated. And more on Anthony Davis. The Boston Celtics might be, might be prepared to go to great lengths to land New Orleans Pelicans star Anthony Davis when they're eligible to acquire the six-time All-Star this summer. On Wednesday, Adam Himmelsbach of the Boston Globe reported the Celtics, quote, have made it clear that they will be ready and willing to offer an explosive package when the time arrives and that no specific player will be off limits in negotiations. According to Himmelsbach, the Pelicans have asked the Celtics for firm guarantees about what they're willing to put on the table, which Boston has so far declined. NBA rules preclude the Celtics from making an official move for Davis now. They already acquired Kyrie Irving from the Cleveland Cavaliers and teams can't trade for, for more than one player signed to a max extension under the Rose rule. As a, as, as a result, Celtic general manager Danny Ainge has, has to take a backseat until the summer while the Los Angeles Lakers uh, pursue Anthony Davis. So with that, we're now... And I don't get why the Celtics want to trade for him, honestly. I may be biased because I'm a Lakers fan, but I mean, he's made it known that he doesn't... that he won't resign with Boston... Uh, likely, even if they get to keep Kyrie, his dad publicly said, texted Ramona Shelburne, uh, probably so that it would, so the, that the information would get out there that he doesn't want his son to play in Boston because of how they treated Isaiah Thomas. So I don't see why Boston is still pursuing AD, but you know I'm not surprised that they are to be honest. Now uh, switching gears to more NBA guards Alec Burks and Iman Shumpert have been traded again. The Houston Rockets, Sacramento Kings, and Cleveland Cavaliers are in the are have completed a three-team deal that will send Shumpert to Houston, according to Woj of ESPN. Cleveland will send Burks to Sacramento, and the Rockets will send the Cavs Brandon Knight, Marquise Crease, and a protected first-round pick. Uh, there was more to the trade, as Woj tweeted, quote, Cleveland will send Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin to the Rockets in the three-way deal, league, sources, league source tells ESPN. Cavaliers acquired those two guards in Sunday's trade with Portland, with Portland that sent Rodney Hood to the Blazers. It's the second time that Burks has been traded this season as the Cavs acquired him from the Utah Jazz in November as part of the package that sent Kyle Korver to the Western Conference. It also marks the second consecutive season in which Shumpert has been traded in a three-team deal. Uh, Cleveland apparently wasn't interested in keeping Burks around for long, though, and Brian Winhurst of ESPN.com reported in December that he could be on the move for the rebuilding franchise. So that is that. Switching gears to more NBA, the Pelicans might have purposely screwed the Lakers over, and I'll explain that in a second. It's pretty crazy, to be honest, uh, just thinking about this possibility. 
The New Orleans Pelicans reportedly participated in some sabotage as Thursday's trade deadline approaches. ESPN's Brian Windhorst appeared on Wednesday's episode of The Jump with Rachel Nichols and explained the Pelicans never seriously considered trade offers from the Los Angeles Lakers when it came to Anthony Davis as a way of payback for what they saw as tampering. Quote, it's not just possible, it's what happened, he said. So Rachel Nichols tweeted, quote, so I asked at so I asked at Windhorst Windhorst ESPN if the Pels ever intended to seriously engage with LA on Anthony Davis, or if all the talk talks and amp leaks were instead designed to sabotage the young Lakers as a re, as a revenge for what New Orleans sees as tampering. And amp he said it quote It's not just possible; it's what happened. Davis's agent Rich Paul also represents LeBron James. Paul was also the one who originally made it known that Davis wanted out of New Orleans. So, so I'm pretty crazy that the Pelicans might have only engaged in these trade negotiations to sabotage the Lakers uh, team chemistry by putting their the Lakers young players in trade rumors. Uh, that's pretty crazy if that's true. Um, so now switching gears to more NBA, another trade has happened. In a surprise move, the Washington Wizards have traded Otto Porter Jr. to the Chicago Bulls in exchange for Bobby Porter and Jabari Parker. The Bulls announced Wednesday night. Shem's Journey of the Athletic first reported the news earlier on, on, on Wednesday. Uh, Woj of ESPN added the Wizards will receive a 2023 second round pick. ESPN's Bobby Marks broke down the financial implications of the move, saying, quote, significant financial savings in Washington with the auto ported trade to Chicago. The Wizards' tax bill for this season now drops from $8.96 million to $3.34 million. The team is now $2.3 million below the tax threshold. For 2019-20, Washington now has $89.5 million in guaranteed contracts, a savings of $28 million. Jabari Parker has a $20 million team option that needs to be exercised by June 29th. Bobby Portis is on, is on an expiring contract and the Wizards will have to, until the end of June to submit a $3.6 million qualifying offer. ESPN Zach Lowe looked at the trade from Chicago's perspective, tweeting, quote, This is the Bulls being realistic about their cap space and their ap- appeal to free agents right now. Porter is good. The Bulls still need someone who can make plays, but I like the idea behind this deal. Porter is for sure worth a look for Wiz as well. So that's that. Another trade. Uh, so switching gears to an update on Anthony Davis and uh, him possibly ending up with the Lakers. So the Los Angeles Lakers had no communication uh, with New Orleans Pelicans general manager Del Demps on Wednesday about their most recent trade offer for Anthony Davis, according to Woj of ESPN. Woj added that the Lakers are, quote, running low on hope. The Pelicans will return to the bargaining table before Thursday's 3 p.m. Eastern trade deadline. The Los Angeles Times' Broderick Turner reported Tuesday that the Lakers had offered Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Vicha Zubats, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, and two first-round picks for Davis. Los Angeles was also prepared to take Solomon Hill, who's making almost $12.8 million next year, and he's obviously not worth it. Woj's most recent report follows a similar one earlier Wednesday. He tweeted the Pelicans had essentially gone radio silent, leaving the Lakers in the dark. So, wow, that's that. And um, I'm fortunate as a Laker fan that it looks like we're not going to get a- AD. Speaking of, a- of AD, a Pelican staff, ma- staff member uh, gave his comments on Anthony Davis and the whole situation. So the will they or, they or won't they trade drama surrounding the New Orleans Pelicans and Anthony Davis is reportedly weighing on those within the organization as Thursday's trade deadline approaches. Quote, it's a effed up situation. A Pelican staffer told Dan Woik of the Los Angeles Times in reference to the, to the toll Davis's trade request has taken on the franchise. The Los Angeles Lakers appeared to be the primary suitor for Davis ahead of the deadline. Woik delved into what makes the situations, quote, so effed up, noting trade negotiations between the Lakers and Pelicans have been, quote, very open, very public, and in some ways, very messy. So uh, and some within the Pelicans organization are not big fans of what's going on. Uh, and we have more Anthony Davis to cover. So New Orleans Pelicans all-star big man Anthony Davis, who has requested a trade, may 
not be destined for the Lakers after all. Mark Stein of the New York Times reported on Wednesday that, quote, Davis has the Knicks on equal footing with the Lakers in terms of teams he is interested in re-signing with long-term. So Stein also reported the Clippers and Bucks as, quote, preferred destinations for Davis. Uh, the Knicks' best bet at acquiring AD via, is via free agency in 2020 when the six-time All-Star becomes a free agent. It's hard to fathom how the Knicks could p- hypothetically pull off a deal for Davis prior to the trade deadline. New York's former best asset is now in Dallas with Chris Epps Porzingis as a Maverick. Uh, the Knicks do have all their future first-round picks, including what looks to be a high lottery pick this summer. However, Broderick Turner of the LA Times reported the Pelicans rejected a deal for six Lakers and two first-round picks. Therefore, chances are New York will have to wait until 2020 to woo Davis directly. So, I don't think he'll end up a Nick, but, you know, if he does, AD AD and KD or AD and Kyrie in New York with someone like Zion Williamson will be pretty insane and pretty cool to watch, to be honest. We have more, uh, more trades to cover. So, the Dallas Mavericks have reportedly agreed to trade veteran forward Harrison Barnes to the Sacramento Kings in a multiplayer deal. According to Woj of ESPN, Dallas will send Barnes to Sacramento in exchange for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. Woj also noted the Mavs are expected to discuss the 37-year-old Randolph's future with him and that the veteran big man could be released. Barnes has enjoyed a solid season in Dallas through 48 games. He's averaging 17.8 points and 4.3 rebounds while shooting a pretty solid 39% from three. While the Mavericks are still within striking distance of the, of the Los Angeles Clippers for the final playoff spot in the West, flipping Barnes for assets uh, was a smart move in my opinion. Now, um, switching gears to more NBA, we have two NBA stories to close out the big news section of this episode, uh, starting with a trade that has become official. The Washington Wizards have traded forward Markeith Morris to the New Orleans Pelicans, according to Shams Jirania, uh, for Wesley Johnson. So that's that. And uh, speaking of the Washington Wizards, um, they will likely not be involved in any kind of blockbuster before the trade deadline. And I'll get into why right now. So um, the Washington Wizards have been busy leading up to Thursday's trade deadline, but they reportedly have no interest in moving their top player. According to Shams Cherney of The Athletic, uh, Washington has, quote, no plans to trade Bradley Beal. Even after shipping Otto Porter Jr. and Markeith Morris away to get under the luxury luxury tax threshold, so that's all we have for the big news in sports. I mean, you know, it's, it's a loaded episode. Uh, we've already been doing this for thirty four minutes. You've been listening, and I've been uh, talking. And uh, yeah, we're not going to be transitioning to the Los Angeles sports teams, starting with the Lakers. The Lakers did not play today, but they do play tomorrow in a very marquee matchup against the Boston Celtics on the road. Uh, the game's at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time and broadcasted nationally on TNT. So, you know, at game time, we will know uh, if the Lakers were able to get Anthony Davis from the Pelicans or not and any other potential uh, Laker moves and all other NBA uh, trades. The Clippers did not play today either. They play tomorrow as well, on the road as well, against an Eastern Conference team as well, against an Eastern Conference contender as well. As they take on the Indiana Pacers at 4 p.m. Pacific time, it's going to be a good game. The, the Pacers are fret. They uh, should have confidence that they just destroyed the Lakers by 42 points, and LeBron did play. The LA Kings did not play today. They play tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific time against the Philadelphia Flyers on the road as they look to make it three wins in a row and build on what they've been doing. The Anaheim Ducks will get to, will look to get their first win in over a month as they take on the Ottawa Senators tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time on the road. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is all I have for this episode of Sean Sports Stop. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, until next time.